Hey there, welcome to Beyond the Couch with the real Dr. J. Hugh, a podcast dedicated to breaking the stigma of mental health, normalizing help seeking, and bringing you tips and tricks for living a thriving holistic life. I'm Dr. Christine J. Hugh, a licensed psychologist and host of the show. I'm pumped to bring you raw and real conversations with clinicians, mental health advocates, and people just like you. And it's all without the psychobabble. And just a quick caveat, this podcast is not mental health treatment, and it's not intended to be a substitute for mental health treatment. So you can check out the show notes for resources on finding a therapist in your area. All right, let's get into it. All right, friends, we are just going to dive in because I am fired up about this topic. I did not even have to listen to 90s hip hop to get myself pumped for this episode. Listen. Please stop apologizing for your emotions and your emotional expression. I need you to raise your hand if you've done this. Come on, I know it's a podcast and I can't see you, but I know that every single person listening has done this. Trust me, my hand is in the air right now. I hear this all the time. Clients start to cry and they say, I'm sorry, I didn't want to get emotional. A client gets angry. And again, what do they say? I'm sorry. I don't know where this is coming from. In groups that I'm a part of, folks are qualifying their emotional experience before sharing it, or they're apologizing for their true expression of their experience. Please, please, let's stop diminishing our true experience and the emotions that come with it. The truth about emotions is that it is providing you with so much information about your experience, about your needs, and about your desires. And let's be honest, what is the worst thing that could happen if you expressed your emotions? If you allowed yourself to experience the range of emotions that are along the emotional spectrum? If we really dig into these questions, it's likely that the biggest risk is an emotional one likely the fear of judgment or the fear of being vulnerable. And we wouldn't have the ability to feel all of these feelings if they weren't supposed to happen. (laughs) And honestly, if folks are going to judge you for being true to your emotional expression, are they really your people? And when we're vulnerable, it opens up the door for deeper connections, and it invites others to be vulnerable with us. And it And in doing so, it furthers those deep connections and fostering emotional safety. Now, I I have to throw a caveat in here because there are some instances where expressing your feelings and needs is truly dangerous, such as in instances of abusive relationships, domestic violence. There are certainly precautions that need to be taken. And so for folks who might be in those situations, please prioritize your safety and please reach out to domestic abuse support services to help you navigate your situation. Okay, so let's dive into two emotions. I don't know why that word is so hard for me to say today. (laughs) Let's dive into emotions a little bit more. So our emotions are really, really powerful guides if we let them have place and space in our life. I could get on a massive soapbox today about the way society has shaped us and dictated what our emotional expression, quote unquote, should look like. The gender norming around the binary male and female and what expression of self and emotionality, quote unquote, should be. I could freaking go on for days, (laughs) but I'm not going to do that. I'm going to invite you to be curious 
about your experiences with emotions and be curious about the way you were socialized to look at, identify, and experience your emotions. Let's dive into tears because this is a great example of what we've learned, what we've been socialized. Let's look at tears because tears are a great example of this socialization process and and some of what we we may have been taught. Right? Men and boys, they're not they don't cry. Tears mean that we're weak and therefore our needs are diminished. Women cry to get out of things. The quote-unquote appropriate thing to do with tears is to experience them in secret, push them down, or excuse them away. Notice I said quote-unquote appropriate. All of that stuff above is BS. Truly BS. Why is something that our body does naturally labeled as wrong or weak or becomes weaponized against us as some defining element of our character? This is total crap. (laughs) The truth is that tears are natural and they happen in response to emotions all across the spectrum. I like to think of tears as emotional sweating. We wouldn't judge someone working out for their body sweating or think that they're weak for having perspiration during a hard workout, now would we? It's a natural physical response. So why the heck can't we look at tears the same way? It is a natural release in response to an emotional reaction, period, full stop. (laughs) That's what it is. So the next time you go to question or judge or suppress your tears or the tears of someone else, try to switch and look at it as emotional sweating and see how your experience shifts. Another reason why we apologize for or dismiss our emotions is because we don't have the language to describe what we're feeling. And because we don't have the language for our experience, we have less of an understanding of what's happening for us, and therefore it can feel wrong or not okay to be having it. So maybe you grew up in an environment that taught you to ignore your emotional experience, or you were scolded or judged when trying to express your emotional experience, so you just stopped verbalizing it. Whatever the case may be, finding the words can be hard. And sometimes even if you have a robust vocabulary for emotions, there can be times when words may escape you. And so in those situations, it can be really helpful to describe your physical experience in the moment. So basically, this means doing a scan of your body and beginning to describe what you're noticing, like literally name the location and and say what's happening. So maybe it's tightness in the chest. It's a pit in your stomach. Your hands are shaking. Whatever it is, name it and take note of those sensations. You could say it out loud or maybe you could write it down because that will help you start to put language to your experience. And so from there, once you have done your body scan and sort of noticed what's going on, ask yourself a couple of things such as, what are these sensations in my body trying to communicate to me? What data can I gather from this experience? Have I had this experience before? So really lean in with curiosity about these experiences and about your physical sensations. So oftentimes when we explore the physical sensations, the words for the emotional experience will come in the process of understanding our physical response. And so then we get the bonus benefit of starting to gain awareness of the physical signs of our emotional experience. And this is a huge win because often our body gives us signals about what we need or what state we're in before 
the cognitive and emotional sides catch up. So as we pay attention to our physical signals, we can start to take steps to care for ourselves before the emotional, like the big emotional pieces (laughs) start to show up. Okay, so emotions are our guide. Tears are emotional sweating. We can use our physical sensations as a way to begin putting language to our emotional experience. And another fun fact is that emotions tend to move through our body in about 90 seconds. That is if we let them. So that's one minute and 30 seconds of your life. So imagine if instead of launching into self-judgment and emotional suppression at the start of this heightened emotional experience... We set a timer for two minutes, take a deep breath, a couple deep breaths, and start a body scan like we talked about just before. Two minutes. It's a bit of an overshoot of the 90 seconds, but that's intentional to give yourself a little buffer in case you need more time, especially as you start to get into this. It'll feel a little weird at first. So this this response, you know, um, shifting into this this little two-minute rule, it does a couple of things for you. First, it immediately shifts you from a self-judgment state into being an observer of your experience. This slight shift is going to open up space for self-compassion and the opportunity for deeper understanding. The second thing it does is if you're taking deep breaths, this is going to help to activate your parasympathetic nervous system, or this is your rest and digest system. So if you're facing a difficult or stressful emotion, you're taking steps towards shifting off the body's natural stress response, which floods your body full of the stress hormone cortisol, and you're letting that rest and digest system come in and start to take care of you and repair. And the third thing is that it allows time and space for the emotion to work its way through you and not get stuck, right? Physically stuck in your body and unresolved. And now that's not to say that the situation in which the emotion came, the situation that the emotion (laughs) arose within, that's not necessarily going to be resolved. But that heightened wave of emotionality will have worked its way through you, through your body, and it's going to offer you a more grounded and open space in which to approach the situation. So I'd really encourage you to try out this two-minute rule the next time you have an emotional experience. So I'd really encourage you to try out this two-minute rule the next time you have a heightened emotional experience. And remember that none of what we talked about today is going to turn your world upside down straight out the gates, (laughs) making you an emotional expression warrior, (laughs) but it's going to give you tools for navigating your emotional experience. It's going to provide an invitation to yourself to be curious about your emotional experience, and it's going to allow you to begin to build your own language around your emotions. And as I always say, it's the small, unsexy actions and unsexy tweaks that are done consistently and intentionally over time that result in the larger, sexy outcomes. So make that first tweak. Be curious about what your emotions are telling you. Stop apologizing and ride that 90-second wave. You'll be glad you did. All right, we'll talk soon. All right, friends. Thanks for joining in on another conversation beyond the couch. I'd love to hear your takeaways from today's episode. So if you would, take a screenshot and share it in your Instagram stories. And be sure to tag me at the real Dr. Jehu. I can't wait to connect with you. All right, we'll talk soon.